mates. Welcome once again to another edition of the Little Dum Dum Club. My name is Tommy Dasselow. Sitting opposite me is Carl Chandler. G'day, dickhead. And sitting... G'day, dickhead. G'day, dickhead. <laughs> Sorry, I've messed up the order of introduction. Sitting opposite me is Robo Carl. Sitting next to Robo Carl is the real-life Carl Chandler. Tommy Allsop is his real name. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Can you control your Robo counterpart? So, sorry, he's I, just got he's got no man. I've got the soundboard from last week. I'm still playing with it. I'm sorry. I, I think that's hilarious. That's great. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think we uh, I'd prefer it if we instead of referring it to the soundboard as we if we try and convince people that there's an actual robot version of you sitting in the studio oh, next to it. Oh shit! I forgot. We're fuckheads. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the theatre of radio, Carl. <laughs> you have to tell them that's that's a robotic. You that hopefully you've got a news story that you can attach it to. Hey, robot. Are in the news. <laughs> okay. I happen to come across voices. Of people with voices are in the news. <laughs> people who had their voices recorded go. for different things this week. There you go. All right, take it easy, unintroduced guest. Oh, sorry. Um, so uh, yeah, the, the soundboard. Uh, if people we featured it in last week's episode, we've put it up on the Facebook page now. If you want to get on, and um, we would love it, or I would love it, if you could. Make some prank calls with it. No. Uh, make some crazy drum and bass tunes with it. Um, just, yeah. just prank get... calls maybe with this bit. Tommy Allsop is his real name. I guess today is a good pal of ours. Uh, we found him kicking around in the building. Uh, you may know him as the voice of Kevin Rudd on Rove. Uh, you may also know him as half of the sweetest plum on Triple M. It's Nick Maxwell. Yeah! I must say, I am uh, how uh, I'm genu- genuinely thrilled to be here. It is a genuine thrill to have you, and possibly the easiest guest we've ever had to tee up. I know. Because it, it, every time we come in to record the show, you're just in here anyway. I'm just in here going, "Good on you! You're such good guys." <laughs> oh, and you're I, in here just for us. Good. And yeah. I, I want, as you, uh, I wanted to say, uh, I wanted to say, it's a great pleasure to be here with uh, Cartholomew Chandler <laughs> and uh, and Thomas DeSalo. Yeah, yep. I sort of. That, they were two ways I wanted to pronounce your names. Though. People don't know this. You are our motivational coach. You're not actually on the air. You just sit in the corner and after the episode, good one, boys. Good yep. one. Well, <laughs> well, I've become more. I've become more positive in my life. Other people I know would argue that's not the case. But there's something about you guys. Whenever I see you guys, I'm just like, yeah, shit, yeah. Hi, guys. Fucking do it. Whatever you're doing. I, I feel it. a lot better when you're here. Like I look. At, I quite often look out the studio window and I can see you recording sketches for mm. your show, and you're giving it such. Physical oomph. I mm. just can't help but smile. You're That's like the best part. doing that. You know that that behind the scenes thing when you see people doing animation or whatever in Hollywood, and they're they're just celebrities giving it nothing. Yeah. You're giving it like proper Warner Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> It's like when you see those behind-the-scenes Simpsons things. It's like, why is Homer's voice coming out of that old man? Yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. no sense. <laughs> yeah. What have they That's done? Right. What's his name? How do you pronounce his name? Dan, Dan Castellan... Castellanita. <laughs> Castellanita. He's funny because he still pops up in a lot of things, even though he's would not A, would not need to for money, and B, is not in yeah. any way... A good-looking man. Have you yeah. seen him? He's, yeah. he's in stuff all the time. He doesn't look very happy. Yeah. Well, Hank, Hank Azari is the great one, the great crossover, who has played, like, you know, the hot guy in movies. Yeah. And, Been married it, to Helen Hunt or, or whatever. Has he really? Yeah, yeah. He, or, I thought he she was a gay lord. I, I was sure she was a gay lord. No, no, no. Well, she wasn't with him. I don't know. She's not a lord. She's yeah, just a, yeah, a just gay a... commoner. <laughs> <laughs> the Simpsons cast, though, it is hard to have. Uh, anytime a show gets big and then there's like, a, you know, mm. with the Simpsons cast, how they held out for, they were getting whatever it was, 18 million an episode yeah. and they wanted like 18.5 <laughs> million. It's kind of really hard to sort of get on board with anyone after there's such yeah. a public feud like that where you just go. I know, but they're set for life. I mean, and it's good. I mean, seriously, you live in a world where there are so many fucking assholes and if you can look at it and go, if you can go, you. Yardley no, you are Smith. more positive. You're yeah, right. Yardley Smith 
has fucking made enough money to never have to work. That's yeah. good. Fucking the girl from Herman's Head. Yeah. If she's just sitting there in a Charlie Sheen yeah. mansion, you go, that's about right. I mean, what happened to the fat guy from Herman's Head? I mean, he's, oh, I he's on none of that coin. No, or, exactly. I mean, he's on his residuals from that cameo in uh, Groundhog Day. That's, <laughs> that's what he's living <laughs> off. Herman's Head is a show yeah, that I know guy. only from references. Is oh, that, really? I've never seen it or know really anything about oh, it. Oh, that, that would be for me. That would be a show. Um, I'll tell you I'll tell you the, the triple prong it was when I was a kid. Probably yeah. the same for you. There was... Uh, there was, uh, I'm trying to remember the order. I think it maybe it was Larry Sanders' show first. I feel like there's something before it. There was Larry Sanders' show, it's on commercial TV. Mm-hmm. Yep. There was Herman's Head. Yep. There was Dream On. Yes, yes, yes. And they were all like I a triple, yeah. triple header of like dark comedies. Like well, on very late TV. at night over the school holidays. Like mm. When I would be allowed to stay up late, I would watch those shows. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and uh, that was the, uh, they, they were the best, uh, which, and you go, you know, that's what you, you liked. And I mean, Herman's Head, exactly. It's probably a piece of shit. But you go, like, I liked it and I thought it was weird and different, you know, and so you go, you look at Charlie Sheen, who, who, who's getting, what was he getting, like uh, $100 million for two years, yep. and you go, it seems like sh- a shit show with bad people, but so Yardley Smith, on a great show like The Simpsons, yep. yeah, let him have the 18.5. It is funny though how some of those Simpsons cast, like they were all on the same amount, mm. and some of them do like a hundred voices, and then yeah, you're Yardley Smiths. Just She's like, coming in and doing four bits of Lisa dialogue yeah. per episode Isn't and like clocking that, off. That woman that does Mrs. Krabappel, that's the only thing she does? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, really? The, the woman who does Marge does Marge and then the two the sisters. sisters, yeah. And that's it. And then you got Castellanator and you got... Um, who does... That's the same woman that does your voice, isn't it? <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very good. He's outdone himself this time. Very early oh, in the show. That's, that's nice. That's straight to the soundboard. Oh, yep. Come on, you two guys. <laughs> I like this all the time. See, it's funny, Nick. Um, for, for for people who don't know uh, you and your work, you mm. you're on Triple M now, as mm. doing Drive in Sydney and Just, sometimes in Melbourne. Yeah, yep. And with Declan Fay, yes, Brad, sweetest plum, friend yes. of the show. Yep. And you guys started out doing a podcast. Mm. And it's it's funny for me watching you. You've made that progression. You've done, started with the podcast, and then you've made the leap into commercial radio. Mm. And the way that you sort of react to us, like we're the young bucks around the station. <laughs> you're like you've only been doing radio a few months, and you're already like so bitter and turned out by it. Well, that's what I'm saying. It was hard for me to say that I'm more positive. I'm more positive when I see you guys. But like doing a podcast is a really great. I mean, it is that terrific thing of just uh, we. You know, we've had a bit of a few issues with some TV shows, and it was kind of like it's that thing of I'm not any good at business. Or, or life, you know. And I'm not even brilliant at, at comedy. I'm just like it's what I like doing, and I, I do care about it. And uh, yeah, so when like stuff gets really weird with like business people and like executives and people who run, because you know you grow up watching TV shows, listening to radio shows, thinking that's what you want to do because they're just there and they're great. Yeah. Then you realise how hard it is to get them there and how you've got to have a sort of stomach for certain things. Mm. And uh, yeah, you don't have to with the podcast. Just we we literally came off some bad TV shows had weren't working and went, all right, well, weekly we'll get together. And look, it began with me going, I don't know that I can stomach talking to Declan once a week. (laughs) But he also said, I don't care what you talk about, you know, and I would come in and talk about whatever. And that was really fun, you know, because you did feel like you were doing it in in our context. It's not just like being a a dickhead. It's like there's a little bit of a context, but then again, it's not like commercial or, and it's not. So yeah, I don't know how we got into commercial radio and, uh, you know, I don't know how long we'll last, but um, we've been following you. I mean, subconsciously we're, you know, we're, we're following after you. I mean, you guys, how we met you was uh, on the white room. Me me and Tommy worked on the white room. You, you and Deck were working on the white room and then you, you guys left that and, uh, 
Um, well, well, I mean, we all we all we lift. all lift that. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> because there's, there's no, when there's nothing there anymore, yeah, you yeah. can't stay. Yeah, yeah, Carl, Carl tried hanging around the offices. <laughs> Carl Just, tried to shop it around the other networks. <laughs> well, I, I, I hung around there for a while. I was still getting the same ratings while it was off the air. So, ooh, and well yuck. done to you. Well, oh, you're disappointed. I yeah. said it's a good effort. <laughs> and then, uh, then you started your podcast, and we've we've basically copied that, or we've made it. We've made a podcast, and now you guys are on uh, Triple M, and obviously that's the next step to. Uh, to uh, white ant you uh, from underneath Mate, and uh, get your spot. Wouldn't uh, mind at all. Wouldn't mind yeah, at any all. Any tips on how you can speed up the process? Because this is just wow. becoming uh, tedious beyond compare. I can talk to you. I can talk to you off air about just how easy that might be. <laughs> the, 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 yeah, the funny part is, yeah, look, the sad part is, I suppose you got to make. That's the one thing about a podcast. You know, you, we, we've all we've both interviewed and listened to Mark Maron, mm-hmm. and you know, he started getting to that point of going, "Please send me money, or I can't do this." So yeah. that's the hard part. If you, you need a bit of money, and unfortunately, and, and commercial radio can give you some money to do a similar kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, it's not, it's not exactly the same. But can I say, before we get too much into chatting, it is a beautiful day outside. It is. And I, <laughs> and I have come to believe that people... I, I, I'm not even watching the TV this week. I'm watching the <laughs> yeah. weather outside. Man, Thank God that didn't go I watched the chance. Weather Channel last week. It's the weather this week. <laughs> Weather's Cut one, out the middleman. It's, we, it's one of those things that everyone has in common. And it's it's more important than we think. I know that's so, beautiful. I know it's like a dull man would talk about the weather, <laughs> but give that dull man the credit that he's not he's not he's going. Look, at least he's not talking about planking. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> now, what is planking? <laughs> you need a definition. It's, it's stunning. It's beautiful. It's crisp. It's blue skies. And and I got into the elevator. And this is my new thing. I can talk to anyone if I can talk about the weather. I got in the elevator here, security guard. And he's gone, hey. And I was like, wow, this is a good guy because he's like saying hey to me and he doesn't have to. So I'm like, that's hey. That's a good guy. Yeah, yeah, that's a fucking good guy. And I'm like, hey, man, like what a beautiful day outside. And he's like, yes, yes, fresh. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's, you know, but it's, a, you know, it's still cold. But blue skies, lovely clouds, sun's out, uh, crisp, crisp. And then he just goes, mm-hmm. And then he said, um, hey, let me ask you that uh, the, uh, the uh, May 21, the, the world was meant to end. What happened with that? <laughs> I said, uh, no, no, like it you've didn't. You've got the answer. He thinks, didn't you're, happen. He thinks yeah. you're God Almighty. Yeah. No, that, that happened. That's what happened. Heaven is uh, the elevator at Triple M. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. Whether it happened or not, I was sort of going, mate, it's May 21. Uh, that, that's like nine days ago. Make of it what you will. I can't. And, and I just left the lift going, I think it's been rescheduled to October 21. That's what they're saying. So it may end then. And he just looked at me really worried. And I went, I think we're okay. Yeah. I think we're good. To be fair, though, to give this a bit of context, I don't know if you were wearing in the lift what you're wearing now, but you are wearing a big white robe. You've got sandals on a little halo that you've stuck above your head. 316. So, to be fair, Tattooed on my to be forehead. Fair, he could have, uh, I can understand how he would have yeah. gotten confused. Well, what about this? Do go a little bit topical for, for the moment. We talked about planking. That's not really topical anymore. But the, I think the new planking this week is... Uh, Something that you've probably covered on your show, obviously. I think the big talking point of the week, uh, at the end of last week, Jordan Paris. <laughs> <laughs> what? Now, what? I was so... We didn't cover it because something actually fucked. I was going to play his audio um, and uh, something fucked up. And so we actually missed that. But go on. I'm very keen to talk about Jordan Paris. Yeah, Please yeah. Do. No, no, no. I just think it's very funny. About, uh, I think it's cool that it's brought up the uh, the notion of how stealing jokes is not right. And apparently a lot we, of people Do we need didn't... to give a bit of context? Yeah, not yeah, to, sure. We were sure. making fun of this... Okay, let's, let's phenomenon before Jordan but... Paris. Well, everyone knows who Jordan Paris is. It was the lead story on Today Tonight. 
Everyone watches that. Everyone's aware of what's going on. Today, be- tonight, and a current affair. Yeah. And because I was flicking and back and forth between the oh, two yeah. of them, and they were both doing that classic thing where they're playing the same story at the same time, but they've both got exclusive up in the top mm, left yeah. corner of the screen. Oh, if only you could go to ten and you could have George Negus talking about him as well. That would have been good. George Negus covering <laughs> Jordan Paris, just in his desert boots with his little leather, you know, yep. uh, necklace. Can we just? just and then you put ABC, and and he's on. Can Can we help you with Peter Rosethorn? <laughs> Can we just very quickly, um, on the George Negus show, remember when that show started and it was like pitched as being like a hard-hitting mm. approach to journalism where they were actually going to get deep into the stories? That was when it was I called saw, 6.30. Yeah, yeah. I saw an ad for it the other day. It's now and, called 6 p.m. No, it's gone the other way. Oh, it's gone the other yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, I was called yeah. 6 p.m. and now, and now it's called 6.30. 6.30, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. But so anyway, the, the, the pitch of it, I saw ads where it was like, we're going to get deep into the stories and give you a really kind mm. of in-depth piece of journalism. And then I saw an ad for it the other day where he's talking about the stories that they're going to be covering this week. And then he closed by going, and also, we'll be having a crack at making my famous risotto. <laughs> oh. that, is, that is in-depth. You're not going to get that anywhere else. This is George's famous risotto. You don't, keep, you don't get Matt White whooping up a bit of Papadell on the air, do you? No, you know what they need. Bob. You know what they need. They need those two old blokes from the, uh, from the ABC to, to pretend to be Paul Keating or whatever it is that they <laughs> <laughs> John Clark yeah, and those yeah. guys. Yeah. What they're whooping up the famous risotto. No, they need to just come oh, and pretend yeah. to be people. Yeah. You know, that's if you funny. Of, isn't if you do a bit of stealthy googling, you can find his, find his uh, risotto recipe online. It, yeah. Let me say, it does look pretty good. He he makes his own pesto. None of this jar on, shit mate. for but this George is Negus. Yeah, Negus. He, he he's got the recipe for how you make. I'll tell you, I worry about Channel Ten because I saw the girls <laughs> in the circle making something the other day, and they massively undercooked the lamb, and it was just embarrassing. <laughs> And, and you go, this is happening. Someone at Channel 10 is going, get everyone cooking. I don't care who yeah. it is. Get Kapolos cooking during the news. <laughs> now, 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 what we're, now, Jordan Paris. Jordan Paris. Back Jay to Jordan Paris. Paris. Now, Jay, now, where Jay do you Pay, want to start? Jay do you Pay. want to start with his story? Let's start, you set up what the story is. Okay. All right. You've got to set this triple M experience up. here. Um, right. So he's appeared on uh, Australia's Got Talent, and he's done a few... Is that it? Not X Factor. It's Australia's Got Talent. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's it. That's yep. it. Yeah, with Brian it's, McFadden it's, as a it's judge. Not, it's not the one that's not on the air right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, We're going to stick with, I, I, with I real facts. I think that was very so well said. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was very well said. You're absolutely right. Are you okay. being are you being an atypical listener here? We're, we're having to. You're playing the role of that. We're having to confirm everything for you. This is on the TV, not the wireless. Okay, you could see what was happening. Okay, it I'm wasn't a... happening live in front of us, but you could see it. I'm a little bit dumb. You're right, right, right. Now, apart from that, because look, I'm a little bit of a lot of things. Right. So. <laughs> The Jordan Paris. I knew jo- and my point is I knew Jordan Paris before this. Oh, really? oh, oh, awesome! All right, all right. Let's so get into story this. Is he's Jordan on Paris. He's on. He's on. Um, he's on Australia's Got Talent. He's on AGT, and uh, he's performing stand up. Twenty two years old from the Gold Coast. Yep, and he um, he does some jokes that aren't his. Um, mm-hmm. No one in the crowd uh, with um, a set of giant teeth. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No one but in the he crowd struggles to get his. It made me. Yeah, yeah. He, he couldn't looking... get his lips around his teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when I did the impression of him to Jess in the car, I was going like, he, he's going, you know. Now who's Jess? Jess. <laughs> Jess is my wife. <laughs> right. And I was saying to her, you know, he's going. I got. I got three jokes. I got three <laughs> three rules about women, and um, the first one is. Um, and you're just going. It's like a guy coming down off drugs. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I can't watch this. If you, I, even though this is a bad joke, the worst of it is that you can't get it out of your mouth. Yeah. And that you're like, ho- and he's holding up, you know, his hand to yeah. like tell his jokes. It's like what an idiot, man. Anyway, right. I didn't like. Look, the first joke offended. So anyway, me. what happened was he told someone else's jokes, and no one, no word one noticed. For word. No one, yeah, word for word, it's been exposed now. You can you can find his jokes on YouTube. And he could and he could have changed Robbie Williams for another performer. He could have changed the amount that he paid <laughs> yeah. for the ticket. Exactly. Yeah. What, what, and that was scary. That's scary. That's yeah. where you go. This guy's in trouble. Yeah. Because he could have said exactly. I went and saw Michael Bublé for a hundred bucks. Yep. Yeah. 
Instead of going, I went and saw Robert Williams for 150. So he pitched two jokes, two, did them verbatim, yep. uh, and uh, it's sort of uh, kicked off this week in the news where people have gone, that's that's the wrong thing to do, and a lot of a lot of people have gone, nah, they're just jokes, mate, just do whatever. <laughs> well, his defence on today tonight, he appeared on today tonight, and his his defence was, it's like. Uh, you know, people get email jokes and then they read them out to colleagues in the office. How's this any different? Mm, yeah. Because this is nothing we should we should say about. Yeah, it. some people steal he, stuff and they don't get caught. So How he, come he can't get caught? Re- is he referring to the stage as his office yeah. and the audience as his colleagues? <laughs> yeah, Danny's and his mouth an and his mouth is a text message. Danny, yeah. Danny Minogue is the water cooler. <laughs> um, this is the thing we should give context about him. He he is a serial uh, auditioner of <laughs> yeah, of, that's true. Uh, of of um, talent Australian shows. Idol. He's been on an Australian Idol like four times. Uh, he he's a guy that he wants to have his face out there, and he mm. kind of doesn't. I don't think he cares. You guys familiar with his website? There. I'm yes. very familiar yeah. with his website. It's a wonderful website. And I knew him when I was working at Rove about three, four years ago. I came across him on the internet somehow, and then actually Rove actually said. He's I I know him. He oh, sent me really? some DVDs. Do you want them? Because I was pitching this idea that I'd interview him, and and, <laughs> and Rove, Rove gave me the DVDs of his like horrendous shit. I forget what it was now. It's like a kid show or something. And you know his website. He wears like he's got all suits made up, like different coloured suits, like different a royal colors. blue suit, yep. a red suit, all with matching headbands. He's a one man yeah. wiggles. And his his little bio says Jordan Paris is a su- is you know is set hey, for superstardom. Baby. <laughs> that's See, the, that's the song website. when you open his website, yeah. Yeah. and it says I love us Australia yeah. comes yeah. up on the thing as though Why he's got like because he's like a performer or something. He thinks he's got some responsibility to like you know how like people like Russell Crowe go I better give money to disasters. He's got that in his head already, <laughs> which is like this thing of like hey hey. Before we start, I love us, Australia. Oh, like, yeah. Hang on, we don't know you or like you or even want to look at you, so you can't love us anyway. Yeah, why has he got us instead of just I love Australia? Why is it like I love us in case anyone's going, who, who Australia? Oh, <laughs> us Australia. Oh, that Australia. Oh, oh the good. other one. Yeah, but yeah. he also has his bio starts with Jordan Paris's life has already been like a Broadway musical. Ups and downs and twists and turns. Jordan Paris has plenty more left on the road ahead. Is, okay. there, is there a musical where someone gets their teeth horrendously capped? <laughs> Well, he's, the thing I love about his um, his bio is that he mentions that he was uh, he was born he was a premature baby, oh, right. and he was like oh, the really? youngest surviving one. And so he now does this thing where, from his bio, says he sneaks into hospital hospital wards unannounced. <laughs> and then this is direct quote like a modern day Patch Adams. <laughs> Patch I was going to say maybe maybe he's just. Copied and pasted oh. that boy off a Patch Adams oh, website. Adams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is remarkable. Yeah, but then, he sneaks but then, in but because then, otherwise, then, you know, the, the crowds. Yeah. If he didn't... well with those with the headband, you'd have yeah. to sneak in. But then, <laughs> but then it goes. Um, this tends to raise the ire of some of the nurses around the place that he's sneaking in, and he goes, "I just say to them, look, I'm just here to give some relief to the parents and the kids because I say to them, look, I've been here." I was I was in your position and I survived, so everything is going to be okay. <laughs> That's probably why the nurses don't like you, because you're going around giving the kids false hope. Yeah. Just some kid who's like unconscious on the bloody iron lung, and he's going, "You'll be right, champ. He'll be out of here in no time." I've you, seen it before. You'll and be right. The, check this yeah. guy out. <laughs> the kid in the iron lungs going, "Mate, I saw you on the news. You dirty <laughs> joke thieving asshole. I think I'll take my chances in death." <laughs> Absolutely. We had a lot of people say, "Is there a blimp going to hit that building over there?" By the way, that blimp, that blimp is really. Oh, it's out of, is that a blimp going out of control? 
I don't think is, it is. Oh. We're watching a blimp out the oh, window, oh, and it was about to hit a building. And this says a lot about who we are. I assumed, I never assumed it was out of control. I just assumed, like, <laughs> shit, they're really close. <laughs> yeah. But you, that was interesting. Tommy's gone, it's out of control. What did you think, Carl? You just thought it might hit the building. Yeah, I was, I was sort of hoping it would, to be honest. Because no, <laughs> when I turned around, it was just spinning wildly. Mm. I think it's actually just an inflatable, and I think I can see the wire. Oh, you, oh, oh really? I yeah. See what you mean. Yeah, like optically. It's a fake blimp. Yeah. Is it a fake blimp? It is a fake blimp. Oh. And it's like advertising like budget airlines. Maybe Whitman's. That's, yeah. <laughs> Remember that's the Whitman's budget's blimp. gone right that's down. That's very disappointing. So anyway. Maybe um, Jordan Paris sent that up there to distract us. Jordan Paris, right. Here's my own little, I had a little bit of an experience with a with a, a Jordan Paris light a couple of years ago. Now, when I first started stand-up probably a year in, I was in a competition and it was uh for another radio station, it um, I, I sort of had to enter. I went in to do the gig live in, at the radio station. I didn't know whether it was going to be a theatre or whatever it was. Get in there. It's like a boardroom. Mm. I'm doing a gig in a boardroom with 10 other comics. We get in there. There's no audience. There's just the 10 comics. And Husey, Dave Hughes, uh, is the judge. And so that's a, a weird enough experience as yeah. it is. So I go in there. One of the contestants, one of the guys, walks in before we start and looks at me and goes, Oh, g'day, mate. How's it all going? And I'm like, Do I know you? He goes, Yeah, remember? I met you at a gig two weeks ago at this at this pub, and I went, oh, okay, I remember this guy now. And what it was was I'd met this guy, he'd done a gig, then he came up to me after I'd done a gig and got, oh, that was really good, and he complimented me on this one joke, this one joke that went basically, and, and keep in mind, this is like my first year of stand-up, the joke is oh, something good. like, it's not that bad, something like, uh, when I was a kid, I was quite paranoid that there was someone under my bed. And now, it's only years later with the benefit of hindsight that I realized I slept on the top bunk. Now, that that's a joke. <laughs> That's that is a joke. Very you, you can't you can't take that away from me. No, so I did that, yours. I did that joke, and that guy complimented me on that joke. Um, anyway, so we get into the gig. Uh, I do my thing. Um, he has brought up that joke, and I thought, oh, I'll do that joke again. So I did five minutes worth of material on these other comics and on Husey. I go pretty well, and I and I I finish on that joke. Mm. Now, as it happens, that guy that complimented me on the joke came on straight after me. Did you know four minutes worth of material? Then closed on the same joke. What? Hang on, did you Clo- did you do that? In yes, front of I did the you joke. Just done. Yes, it. I just done it. I closed on that joke. <laughs> well, I finished thank on the Christ, joke. you went first. Yeah, <laughs> and then he he directly after me does the joke within four minutes of me doing it to a crowd of ten people and Newsy. <laughs> what, what was his? Re- what was the reaction? He just did it. There was just a cr- uh, eleven people going. Oh, like that. and then they all turned around and looked at me, including Husey. And then Husey just back announced it by going, "Well, I guess that can happen." <laughs> and then everyone just looks at me for the rest of the gig, and then they're all saying to me, "What are you going to do? What are you going to do?" And I go, well, "What can I do? Like, I don't know." And then the gig finishes, and everyone goes to walk out the door, except for that one guy who gets halfway at the door. The guy that's, that's pinched the joke, he turns around, comes back to me, walks straight up to me, and goes. Yeah, I did just steal that joke off you. <laughs> and I wow, go, what a guy. Yeah. And I go, oh, that's okay. You know, given that yeah, thing of, you know, when guy. someone says something, yeah. you just automatically try and be a nice guy and go, yeah. that's okay. But then in that split second, I go, hang on, you don't say that to someone who's just pinched your joke. So what's happened is he's just come out and gone, yeah, I did just steal you, that joke. And I go, that's okay. Hang on a minute. No, that's fucking wrong. Never do that again. <laughs> did you send that to him? Yeah. That's I said fantastic. exactly that sentence. I just switched mid-sentence. I know exactly what that is like. I, I had the same one where I was talking to someone. I was going, look, this, this person's telling me that, you know, they, they say to me, I know you can't trust me anymore, but hey, let's work. We need to work. Move forward. We need to work. I know you can't trust me, but we'll work together. And I was telling someone else, I'm going, I can't. If someone says that to me, like my brain shuts down. I'm like, what are you talking about? 
talking about? Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't trust you, but we're going to like, well, that's madness. Like I can't, it doesn't compute. Yep. And this person goes, oh yeah, I know what you mean. It's like, uh, it's like, um, you know, trying to put a sandwich in a VCR and wondering why it won't play. <laughs> And I go, yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah, exactly. You know what I'm talking about. And I'm just thinking, no, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Why? Who's VCR? Yeah. Who's using a VCR anymore? Yeah. And who's got fucking sandwiches? Who are? What? But you change. go, but you go, yes. <laughs> you're good. I'm the same. They need to change that saying. They need to make it like it's like opening the tray on your DVD player, putting a thin slice of salami on the tray, <laughs> pushing it back into the DVD player, and yeah. wondering why you can't watch Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it loses. That's, that's it too- loses some of it's sort of... That's 2011. Yeah. I get what you're talking about now. They've got to update their bad material. <laughs> update your metaphors for Y2K, dickhead. Yeah. Look, I tell you, in terms of people, in, in, like that guy, I guess he didn't insult you. Well, he insulted you, but didn't realise he'd done it. Yeah. I, I was at a party. I don't really go to parties very much. Uh, am I doing... First time I met you was at a party. Oh, yeah? Going away party for friend of the program, Kent Valentine. Oh, like, yeah, 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 right. I cool. cannot trust you anymore. <laughs> I, you're going to lie like that to me. I'd rather stick a baguette in a laser disc player. <laughs> laser disc. That's, inju- that's a middle. That's a yeah. middle reference. Yeah. So I went at this party, and it was an old school friend, I suppose. You, you know, a school friend is someone that you know from school, right? They're not like a friend. Yep. But and in fact, I know this person's never really liked me. We bumped into each other every year probably for the past, you know, eight years. You know, yep. It's always like that thing of going, I know they don't really like me, but you don't get into it because like, we're not part of lives, so you don't worry about it. But we're having a drink at this thing, and I was talking to them, and I was going... Look, uh, this was after I'd bored everyone I spoke to to tears, right? So every conversation I've had this night, you've just seen people switch off and go, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> hey, I've got to go outside. <laughs> um, that's after I thought we're really getting on. Yep. That happened a lot. Anyway, so I'm talking to this this. Uh, it's about girl. to happen right now, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm talking to this I'm girl. looking for that blimp again now. <laughs> there, there, it is, there it is. There it is. She blows. Look, long story short, I said to her, come on, you know, you don't like me. I don't really understand why. Like, let's just relax about this. There's no reason not to dislike me anymore. And uh, she was like, no, 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 of course not. And we're talking, you know, long conversation. And then I said, look, come on. I mean, I can, I I know, I can see it. Like, there must be an old Jewish phrase for it or something. What's the, what's the thing that you, you know, you don't like about me? She's like, no, don't be ridiculous. You know, and then she sort of thought and she went, well, I guess, uh, you know, I guess I've always thought that you're a bit gutless. <laughs> and I was like, there you go. Holy shit. You were harboring something. That led up to later going, look, I'm not saying that I've always thought you're a scumbag. But so I left it going, wow, like I'm not offended by that. I'm just glad I got that out of the stone. That yeah. people walk around going, no, no, you're a, like, I've got no issue with you. As they're thinking, gutless, gutless. scumbag. I've, I've had that too gutless, recently. That's, where... such a, that's such a weird, harsh thing to just pull out and go, <laughs> oh, no, you're fine. Oh, actually, you are one of the worst blokes I've ever met. It's rough. It's rough. That's a weird thing to just go, oh, no, it's, you're just a little bit one of the worst character traits. <laughs> there probably is in Australia. I've sort of had that happen recently where, like, there's someone who you know who you suspect doesn't like you. Mm. And you tell everyone and you go, this person hates yeah. me, this person hates me, this person yeah. hates me. And then all of a sudden you'll say that to someone and they'll go, yeah, they do hate you. <laughs> they told me that they yeah. hate you. And even though you know it and yeah. you've been going around telling people, just having the validation of yeah. it, it's like, like I had this recently where I would just <laughs> rag this person to everyone and then my friend was like, she, it's funny that you mentioned that because she was actually telling me the other day that she hates you. I was like, really? She hates me? What? what? Why does she hate me? Like, And in my head I'm going, you knew this already <laughs> and you're getting all insecure no, and weird about it. I know that that's true, but I, I can uh, maybe, you, maybe it'll be easier for you as, as you get older, but for some reason I'm okay with it. Like I could take it. I was like, that's fine. 
That's fine, girl. <laughs> but thank Christ you said it. <laughs> well, I the thing. Um, one of the things that one of the reasons apparently that she hated me was because I'm loud, mm. which is you know, which is fine. That's okay yeah, normally. Sure. But she's not as bad as not she's as bad a as loud person yeah. as well. She's oh, a loud okay. person. Well, there you go. But people don't classic. like their people don't like people that are similar no. to themselves. I know that's I, it. That's the classic. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's classic because you know you're at a party. You got. I the hate same... a lot of awesome dudes. Oh. <laughs> you got the same thing. You're standing there in a group together. And you've both like you put you both pull out your trump card and it's like the same card and you're like fuck you where'd you get that card and yeah, they're like yeah. no this is my card I yeah. was born with this card in an incubator with fucking Jordan Paris <laughs> this is mine true. yeah yeah and then and look it's only loud it's I, I had to say I had to say I had I, I did I had to say to my wife in a text message the other day I said look I'm really sorry that I'm a bad person I was, I'm sorry that I'm a bad man <laughs> but at least I'm only a little bit a bad man you know what I mean why are you Not a bad man full blown like some people are really bad people but you got you got to, got to accept it in yourself. You're going to be a bit loud. You're going to be a bit gutless. Yeah. You're going to be a bit of a scumbag. You're going to be a bit of a bad man. But you're going to be a good guy. You're going to talk to that guy in the lift. You're going to make a good joke. You're going to make someone laugh. You're going to do a nice thing. You're going to buy a sandwich. Yeah. There's so many things. <laughs> don't don't stress out on the on some of them. Why don't, are you don't... a bad man? You seem like a good man to me. I've done some bad things. Have you? Yeah. I, I, Let's I, get into it. I can get angry sometimes. And I got uh, angry once and it was a bad, bad time to get angry. And it <laughs> was not a good thing that I said. And... Uh, <laughs> Very, very, very basic information you're giving. I was bad once. It wasn't good. It was bad. It was. It was not good. I was like talking. This is like a seven-year-old boy being, you know, the school principal. What did you do? I did something bad. <laughs> well, let's get into this because we were talking about the rapture before. Now, yeah, yeah. I don't know about you guys, but you know, there was uh, it was whenever it was a couple of weekends ago, and it was you know, if you're on Twitter or whatever, a lot of people going, oh, you know, the rapture's coming up and kind of hanging shit. And anytime mm. there is a thing like that where a lot of people get very cynical and kind of mocking of, oh, yeah, as if the world's going to end. There's a part of me that goes, maybe it will. Like mm. we don't, we don't know. Sure, like it's yeah. it's a weird miracle that any yeah. of us are even here to begin with. So you've got to presume that when we're taken out in whatever form it is, it's going to be something equally inexplicable. And mm. I had a moment on that day of sitting around going, what if this is actually it? And then thinking, would I go to heaven? Like I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not religious in any way. I don't, I don't pray, and I've done some dodgy things. But I think, but I, I imagine, like, I imagine you would have the you're same a bad thing. Man. Were you, th- were you thinking on the whole? I guess I'm all right. Yeah, I'm a you good know, guy. I lie Standard, sometimes. Standards have probably bit... slipped in the last two thousand years. So on the on the curve, yeah, we're all probably exa- decent, exactly. decent guys. Exactly. If I was oh, around shit, in the fifties, yeah. I'd be a monster. But now I think I'm, you know, I'm in the top twenty. As, as long as I, as long as the, the the great Almighty or whatever it is didn't see me sort of encouraging that blimp to hit that building before, I think I'd be I'd be okay. <laughs> well, now. he subscribes to the show, so I think we're in trouble once this goes out on the it's, air. It's absolutely it's funny you say that. I totally agree. And I was thinking even if we take the times back further, you know, exactly like in the Middle Ages or in like you know Roman times or times of big kingdoms, like who the when we didn't have choices, mm. you know, as like who knows what you'd be like. You couldn't say, yeah, I want to I want to be like a a famous guy because like fuck you you're not a fuck you're not royal you you want to be a famous guy you fucking dig that ditch you piece of shit and that's all you've got you know because you're not like you just weren't born I, into it or that would be awesome if that, that's how they spoke in roman times <laughs> <laughs> dig that ditch you fuck <laughs> well i was thinking this and i, I want to work out what yours is uh yeah like you know uh, some old time Carl Chandler, grave digger. I don't know why. Really? That's just what I think. Okay. Yeah. I think I think Carl Chandler, 2011. Grave <laughs> if comedy doesn't work out, that'd be that'd be your first. There's something protocol. about him that I just think grave digger could be. You know, Hamlet. You could be the grave digger. You know, do the old Yorick speech. Yeah. Tommy right. Tommy Dasalo. Uh huh. Tommy Masala. Tommy yeah. Daslo. Uh-huh. I was thinking like I don't know because I was thinking you know, originally I wanted to say Court Jester because you got something about that, but then I was like, fuck, like he's not funny enough. And yeah, it's yeah. a big gig. Like the King's Court Jester. Good. Like that stressed out gig. Good. Good. So I'm thinking like pots, like maybe making pots in like a little... Making pots? I don't know. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know. Town drunk. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Vagabond. Oh, but, but there's not only like... I would say pickpocket. I, think... I would, I would oh, have yeah. that as a pickpocket. Yep. That's cool. Chimney sweep. Yeah, you look oh, like you yeah. should be in like Oliver's little yeah. uh, <laughs> band of vagabonds. Now, this is the okay. question, Tommy. Would you be the one picketing the pocket? Or, is that, if that's what you say. Picking the pocket, I should say. Yeah, not or... protesting against the pocket. <laughs> not picketing it. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Picking the pocket or would you be or distracting? Would I, or would I cross the picket pocket line? <laughs> would I be you the distraction? Well, you I think, scab. I think I'd be the distracted because you were saying, yeah, you, you know, you think dance? I've got a jester quality to me, so that'd be like maybe that'd be like my yeah. dream is to be the jester, yeah. but I'm not. I'm a I'm a pickpocket. I can see the you next with best a, thing is like, hey. I can see I you with a hat good. upturned, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, sort of shaking a hat yeah. to someone, Mister, Mister, <laughs> just a coin, Governor. <laughs> That's lovely. I, I, I absolutely can see that. Like you were trying to impersonate me in olden times, and all you could come up with was me just going, Mister, Mister. <laughs> <laughs> what else did people say? There wasn't that many words back then. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah that's Mr. Mr. Certainly hadn't come up with a band or yeah, a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're coming up next on Triple What if my distraction was, hey, <laughs> hey, baby? <laughs> Jordan Paris, start of his website style. <laughs> I think that would be a good show for you guys to do at the Comedy Festival, where that you are a local, like, a distractor, pickpocketer guy. You are a grave, grave digger. digger. You're wearing the old garb. Yep. You bump into each other, <laughs> and it's all set in an alleyway, and you do, like, stand up comedy to each other. And, and like, it's. It's, it's both are like. I don't think I could think of a worse show than that. Uh, <laughs> I was I was just going to volunteer to uh, give you like five bucks to get your stuff. Okay, all right, then we'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> hey, what about this? I've got something I want to bring up. Um, so we're talking about you know, we're talking about you know the rapture and you know it's it's uh, funny that we've seen the blimp spiraling out of control out the window because yeah. it actually sort of ties into something I did over the weekend. Now, to, just to give it a bit of context, I hope what, you were in a blimp over the weekend. <laughs> close. What what. What are your guys' number one fears? What's your number one fear, Nick Maxwell? Mm, it's a classic. What are you scared of? Can I, can I tell you? I, I've just, I want to tell you the one, and then I just want to have a little add-on. Okay. So the number one fear <laughs> Greedy, is... but anyway. Number one fear is, um, uh, imagine a, uh, like a drain or a pipe, and I'm, I've crawled through the drain, and I'm completely stuck. I can't move. You're right, yeah, yeah. My hands are by my sides. Oh, yeah. My head is... At one end, yep. and my legs at the other, and I can't move. Right. That's that's one the classic and like, uh, claustrophobic n- fear. Yep. Like no one's going to find you, so you're just basically going to starve to death trapped in a pipe. Yeah. Right. And it, but even like if I think about that for a second, I start to get all hot. Yeah. But I had one last night, which was I'm on a giant building that's like imagine that has just like uh, hollows, like where all the windows are on a building. Yeah. Imagine it's just a you know one meter by one meter spot. Uh-huh. My my fear is that I'm just up in one of those holes. Just like there. Right. Like how the Christ. There's no elevators because it's not a real building. Oh, okay. And it's just like, if I think about that for too long, the fear takes over to the <laughs> point where I, I can't bear it. So you're basically scared of being stuck in yeah, places. stuck places. And the last fear, you know how in like old movies or like cartoons. Hang on, stuck in a VCR. Yeah. As a, <laughs> yeah but I'm a sandwich. Like a first. sandwich. <laughs> you know, in, old, in between two other people. Old, old movies <laughs> and like cartoons, people always get thrown out of their house in their bed. You know, it's like a comedy thing where, yep. like, someone's in their bed with a nightcap and their thing, and it's like, oh, my bed's out in the middle of the street. Yeah. You know, I've that, never seen that bed go. You know, it's like, no. a, you know, it's like in old movies, like, the grandpa won't get out of his bed, and then, like, the bed gets pushed out. Oh, in the they street, just throw right. a whole bed at Or, like, right, there's right. a magical bed. Yep. And, like, the bed. That, for me, if I was in magical my bed, bed. If I was in my yep. bed out in the street, <laughs> you've got a fear of people magical to beds. see, shit, I would be embarrassed. Right. I don't know why. <laughs> It's like that would be that's pretty that's the new one. That's the new one. Being in my bed in public and I wasn't prepared for it. Well, maybe it wouldn't be funny to maybe, me. Maybe that's why like you sent that 
text to your wife about being a bad because you just got worried that in the middle of the night she's just going to get out of the bed <laughs> yeah. and just push you into the do you, street. Do you start sweating when you see Captain Snooze? <laughs> when you see Rod Quantock on the street, you start Quantus. getting a bit weirded out? Well, at least he he, see, he appears to be on a on a TV set or inside a store. <laughs> so there's you're right, bed stores are halfway there. Yeah. There's an anxiety about bed stores <laughs> and a real fear about the bed being outside. A real fear about Quantock. Yep. Carl, what are you scared of? Um, well, any fears? Uh, you saying that, I do get, I don't think I've got a, a, a one fear, but I do get what you mean about every time I, I have to get under a bed and get something for a split second, I think, wow, this is like, it must be like, you know, if you're in war and you get stuck in a, in a hole or whatever, this is what it would be like. This would be really bad. Mm. I do get a little bit of a shiver with that, but I can't think of any proper fear. No. I guess you could say I'm fearless. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, hey the, second we get, the second you or I are in Captain Snooze and we drop a dollar under the bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, we, yeah. we could double our fears up yeah. right there. Yeah, that'd be good. That's but what happened, what happened, what what happened to you? Well, my, my big fear is heights. I'm really scared of heights. Mm. Um, That's like, why you're five foot tall. Yeah, yep. yeah. There's a, yeah. I had the choice to go taller and I went, <laughs> ooh, no. Um, so I'm, my big thing is heights. And this weekend I went on a joy flight with my dad because he won. Um, a like a, a a ticket in a raffle. Well, this is like a small plane. Yeah, small plane. Uh, so he'd won it. He'd won this. There's an. Like, uh, you're just ticking boxes of my other fears. Right yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Well, this is the thing. Light aircraft. Holy shit. So he'd won it. Homer Simpson going in the Duff Blimp style. Um, <laughs> so we go along, and because Dad's quite. Dad used to fly a bit, so he sort of knows a bit about it. So. As we're, as we're driving to the, to the airbase where it is, uh, the first thing about it is that the type of plane that we're going up in is called a moth. Mm. Now, of all the insects to name a plane after, yeah. could you have picked a more frail insect? <laughs> like, why the, like, because it was a cloudy day, I got worried that the clouds were going to part and then we'd just, there'd be a bit of light and this plane would just automatically fly us yeah. straight into the sun. Into, yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> So yeah, moths—they're always dead when you find them. Exactly. So I'm freaking—I'm I'm already nervous about going up in this <laughs> rickety little plane, um, you know, on my own well, yeah. with, with a pilot, but just you know, like a small plane. So then, uh, as we're driving on, because Dad knows a lot about planes, he just decides to start reeling off facts about it, which just did nothing to instill <laughs> confidence in me. Like the first thing he goes. So these planes are, uh, you know, they're really old. These are, this is the same type of plane that was around, like, during the war. And I'm like, oh, yeah, of course, because heaps of things last forever. You know, and Dad's like, that's a testament to how safe they are that they're still around. I'm like, it's that it's got to go down sometime. Nothing like, it just reminded me a lot of, like, an 80-year-old woman that's like, I've had this TV since 1962, yeah. and then it bursts into flames in the middle of the night yeah, and spoons her your, in sleep. Your, your, thousands of, your thousands of feet up in the, in the sky in a machine that was built before they figured out how to make a toaster. Pretty much. So, well, pretty much. Then, so, da, so I'm already not loving this conversation, and then Dad's going, on oh, the plane's, um, you know, it's made out of wood and canvas, and there's no, like, real motor in it, so to start the uh, propeller, a guy just has to come out and manually spin it. And I'm like, mm. how about we save the facts about the plane until when we're safe <laughs> on the ground it, yeah. at the end of it? Can we just not <laughs> hear more about how shit this plane is? And then as we're pulling up, Dad goes, so I think they do a bit of aerobatics. Would you be up for a bit oh. of that? I'm like, sure, why not? We're already mm. defying the will of God Almighty <laughs> by going up in a bloody balsa wood plane that we have to be catapulted <laughs> into the air. Why not chuck a few loop-de-loops in the why air? Not? Just to really... Yeah. You're already flying on, on top of a hum, hum, hummingbird that yeah. doesn't make any sense why it's up in the air. Well, yeah. why not? And I start to have this thing, where, where, the same thing with the rapture, where I go, let's just, in my head, let's just say that this is the point where I die. This is it. Is this it? Mm. And I'm just sort of going, 
I mean, I guess, you know, there's still more I could do, but I guess this is not a bad time <laughs> to go out. You know, I feel, like me, this, Dad. I feel like this would be, you know, I, I, you know, I feel like I've done enough in my professional career that I'd probably just make the papers. <laughs> not a big, you know, it'd be, yeah. ju- it'd be just a, because I'm nearly, Local you know, paper. nearly Local there. Local paper, maybe. Yeah, the, the leader. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the leader. Front yeah. page of the leader. Yeah. Oh, maybe sh- if it's a slow news day, I might make oh, the back of the sun. Sidebar, there'd be a sidebar. <laughs> maybe. They'd dedicate a Fred Bassett to me at the very <laughs> least. <laughs> oh, Come on. <laughs> I, I think that's why I like you, though. And I, I, I think. Because <laughs> I'm constantly evaluating my own death. <laughs> I think you got to. And I think that that's the other thing. If you're going up in light aircraft, you've got to be real about this and go, exactly, holy Christ, what am I doing here? Whereas, I'll tell you what, like six out of ten other people, they'd be like, yeah, man, this is like entourage and shit. <laughs> yeah. Fucking going up in my private jet. Yeah. Woo. I'm j- Boom, I love this. And then land and go, yeah, I'm me. I don't yeah, give a bro. shit. Yeah. It's like, yeah. nah, I don't know. I don't know if that's so good. But I don't I'm trying know if to that's evaluate so like what I, you know, like the last few days and go, hey, this has been a good lead up to my death is this and then i remembered the the day before that i went out for lunch with my mum and my nan and my mama has this pub that she loves going to for lunch that we've gone to a few times now and I like the place. I just don't like going there because you might know a pub in Richmond called the Spread Eagle. Yeah. Mm. And not a place that you want to go to with your mum. No. And she's always suggesting that we go there. <laughs> so I'm sitting there with my mum and my nan, and my nan's looking around going, what's the name of this place again? And mum's going, the Spread Eagle. And nan's like, what? And mum's just going, the Spread Eagle. And that, I could not stop... As I'm being strapped into this fucking little balsa wood matchbox plane, thinking that I'm going to die, that was the only memory that I had in my head. I'm like, really? this is it. This is this is the note that I'm going out on. This is the last that's significant like, thing that I've that's done. Like, that's like if I was doing that, my last memory would probably be watching European Vacation with my mum and dad <laughs> and having the bit where they go to the strippers and they all take their top off. I <laughs> mean, just sitting there trying to trying to will my mum to walk out of the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? You know what's good though. You know what you should take out if, that, if your last memory was European Vacation. You, you, what you should take out of it. It's when they all buy the clothes and they, they've all bought their new clothes in Paris and they're walking down the street. And uh, I think uh, I think it's Audrey says to Rusty or maybe maybe Clark says to Rusty. I think it's Audrey says to Rusty, you look cool. And Rusty goes, I feel cool. <laughs> and it's like that. Look, I reckon, uh, you know, I'll take that. I'll <laughs> yeah. take that as my last, you know. I don't like those entourage guys going, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? If you can, if you can, you know, as one of your million parts, if you can feel cool for five seconds, yeah. that's all right. He, and, and yeah, so here's the other thing with being strapped into the into the plane. Uh, there was a whole thing where, because um, it's all old and there's all these little wires near where you're sitting, and the guy who strapped me in was like, now, whatever you do, don't bump that thing there no. because that's the fuel line, and otherwise the fuel's just going to drop out of the plane and then you'll fall from the sky. And so as soon as I get told something like that, I go, well, I'm going to end up bumping it. I'm going to accidentally sneeze and smash it, and then we're going to plummet out of the sky. But it was it actually it was a, once I got over my crippling fear, once I accepted mm-hmm. that death was yeah. probably going to happen, I thought, yeah. well, I might as well just enjoy this. Yeah. This is, you know, and then even as we're coming into land, I'm like... Well, because we we, we'll do, we we had to double around. We had to do a second landing because we were going in and it was a bit windy or whatever. And he went nut and went back up again and then doubled around. I'm like, mm. well, this is just it now. Just, we'll just be delaying the inevitable. Yeah, Hurry up and just, crash. Yeah, just just fly us into that fucking see, lake if, right there. But see what would happen? The guy, the guy who's like, yeah, man, this is my entourage jet. He would never have bumped that fuel thing because he'd go, yeah, no worries, pilot. I'll just pretend that's the crystal and there's no <laughs> way I'd be smashing that. <laughs> Woo! Let's fly to Vegas, baby. <laughs> do what a Snoop yeah. in a wooden plane. Yeah. It's like. The, yeah. Ye oldie turtle. Yeah. Um, but here's, here's what made me laugh a lot about it. Uh, as we're driving in, because it's on an airbase, so when you get to the front gates, you've got to sign in at a check-in and it's all official and whatever. So um, we were in the car and we had my dog with us, right? And we get to the front gate and the woman's like, okay, uh, we, I'm just going to have to sign everyone in. 
And um, Was your dog going up? Your do- no, my dog Where wasn't was going up. My dog was. What was you bringing your dog? What was he going to do? Just uh, tie him to a thing? Well, no, because the reason the dog was with the us. Plane. The reason the dog was with us. My parents are selling their house and they're having an inspection that day, so I just wanted to get the dog out of the house, right? So the dog came with us and just. Yeah, yeah. The, the idea no was worries. she'd wait in the car. Just hung yeah, out at the, the airport. <laughs> so we're driving in, and uh, and the, yeah, the woman goes, "You guys, uh, we'll sign you in, and we're going to have to. You're going to have to tie your dog up to the fence. It's just a rule um, that we have here. There's, we're just you're just not allowed to have dogs on the base. Doesn't matter if she's staying in the car." Dogs just aren't allowed on the base. It's just a blanket rule. And then there's a few seconds silence, and then Dad goes, she's blind. Does that make a difference? <laughs> like, the woman, I just saw the woman contemplating going, it's not that we think that the dogs are going to see airbase secrets and sell them to doggy Al-Qaeda. That's not the yeah. issue here. <laughs> I like his effort, though. Yeah, good yeah. on it. Where did on you it. put it? Are you? Hang on, it's like them saying, "Are you sure it's? We'll give it a test. We'll give it a test to see if it's blind. Oh, it is blind. Okay, we'll let yeah, it." Yeah, in you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had to. This is the thing. We had to leave the dog tied up at the front of the airbase, and Mum <laughs> just sat there and waited with the dog in this shed while me and Dad had our little flight. That's great. So and women look, aren't uh, allowed, good, good allowed fam- in there either. Good family. That's family. <laughs> <laughs> good family outing. That's what happens with families. Good I promise you. Anytime, cook. And, and, and anytime you, you, you know, this happens to you guys. Anytime you try to do anything that you think you, is nice as a as a family, it look, I can only end up depressing you. And that's not because like anything bad about anyone. It's just like that's yeah, just life yeah. will get you. Like that fucking this is blimp the, flight. That yeah. was meant to be a beautiful day yeah. for that family. <laughs> and they're dead. Well, you guys are good guys. Thanks. Can I say that? In I think, summary, I think you're good guys, and I think we should go out. We should go out and grab a grab some food at. Uh, we'll go grab a a, a, a milkshake and a, yeah, Big Mac and a Big Mac. We'll go to the casino. We've been wanting to go to the casino after. Do you guys ever go to the casino? De- Deck gambles, so he sometimes goes there. Oh, okay. I don't go there yeah. out of a depression. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the show for another week. Thanks very much, Nick Maxwell, for joining us. It's a genuine thrill. I really like talking to you guys. Have me on again if you can bear it. We would love to. So check out the Sweetest Plum podcast if you haven't before. It's a great program. If you are listening to this on the day it's gone online, Wednesday, June the 1st, and you're in Canberra, uh, Carl and I are doing a gig tonight at the, I think it's called the Civic Pub, comedyact.com.au for more details. Uh, thanks very much for listening. If you like the show, leave us I, a I want to come down to that show. I want to come down to that show and get some We're, we're so going to make a road trip. We're going to yeah, make an episode. Man. We're going to bring the recorder with us. And uh, You guys, see, this is real. That's good life. That's <laughs> yeah. really good stuff. <laughs> Shit. God, you guys. Our, um, we're taking the Dum Dum Club blimp over there. It's going to be great. Um, does Robo Carl have anything for us to sign off with? Tommy or Sop is his Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, I think I, someone told me that earlier, but I, yeah. Oh, shit, I forgot. We're fuckheads. <laughs> Thanks very much for listening, guys. If you enjoy it, jump on iTunes, leave us a comment, and we'll see you next week. See you, mate. See you, mate. I forgot. We're fuckheads. <laughs> it's been a lot of good things.